They wanna take away our guns and take away our rights. And if we stand up for what we believe in, they're gonna take away our life. Well, this ain't freedom. No, this ain't freedom anymore. Friends, family, American patriots, it's time for another podcast from U.S. Freedom Fighters. Sit back and enjoy the show. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this evening for another podcast. We've got President Brad and Major General Mike back in the uh, studio with us tonight. We wanted to follow up on a topic from last night's podcast, Bugging In versus Bugging Out. And uh, with that, I want to give President Brad a moment to give his thoughts on the two. I mean, uh, me personally, I feel like I'm going to bug in for a while. Uh, you know, we've been preparing for what might happen. So we got some supplies here. But if, you know, it gets too deep and I mean, shit just gets too deep and we got to get out. I do not see a problem with bugging out. And my beliefs with bugging out is, uh, well, if you can find fellow patriots that are willing to take you in and stuff, you'll work a lot better as a team when you bug out. So, I mean, that's part of us at U.S. Freedom Fighters is we want to try to help people if they need to bug out, they can bug out to a certain location and hopefully meet up with some other members that are trustworthy and survive it. So when it comes to bugging out, I'm hoping that will be to that point within U.S. Freedom Fighters. And that's probably where I would do and uh, basically start a community and we can all work together and, you know, learn off each other and survive together. Absolutely. Major General Mike, what are your thoughts on it? Well, first of all, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Zoom was kind of uh, messing with me there for a minute. Uh, I tell you, my thoughts are that uh, you don't, you don't know when is a good time to bug out. Uh, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta look at it. Uh, I think most people want to stay home, want to protect what they have. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of an up and down question. Uh, I believe that things get bad enough. You know, you, you're just not going to be able to survive uh, uh, living at home, trying to protect what you have. You're going to have to leave. But you got to make that decision before things get so bad that you don't have a route to leave. Uh, so, you know, and, and then the second thing is you got to have a place to go. If you don't already have a predestined place to go, then... Uh, you know, you're just going to be stumbling around out in the wilderness uh, trying to survive, and that's going to make it hard. I agree with you 100%, and that brings up a couple of points I wanted to make. You know, even me personally, I plan on 
staying put as long as I can. But even with that, I still have a bug out plan in place. And, you know, there, there may be a time that I do have to. And you mentioned the timing. You know, naturally, to me, somebody that lives in a city, they're going to have to react pretty quick. I mean, to me, if somebody lives in the city, they've got a 36-hour a time frame to bug out if they're going to bug out and do so safely. Out in the country, you got a little longer. What are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, myself, I agree with you there, Jerry, because uh, city's going to be a lot easier for them to shut down. Uh, there's only a certain amount of ways to get into the city, certain amount of ways to get out of the city. So it wouldn't be hard for them to close their area down, especially when you, you know, a lot of these cities got some water around them and stuff. So they can make it really hard to get out of the city. They can close off a city very fastly. Out in the country, we're so spread out, it's going to be a lot harder for them to control us. And, you know, out in the country, such as where I live, I can drive two minutes up the road, head into the woods, and I can go into 10,000 acres of just nothing but woods. So it's going to be a lot easier for me to disappear in a sense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, it's 36 hour window is probably pretty accurate, I would guess. Uh, you know, and that's that's where you really got to be paying attention to what's going on. Uh, you know, and I live on the outskirts of, of uh, the biggest city in Kansas. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not that far for me to go to get into the rural area. But like you say, the roads are going to be shut down. They're going to they're going to try and cordon off the cities. So you've got two choices. You leave before that 36 hour windows up uh, and be able to take a lot more with you by driving out or you wait longer and have to walk out. And yep. those are basically your two choices. And, and I'd like to touch on that a little bit too. You know I mean? That really makes it so, you know, pre-planning is going to be a huge thing. If you got that short of a window, I mean, 36 hours is really not that much time. So to have a plan in place for when you need to bog out, it, I think is a very wise decision. I mean, I mean, you can go right out, say you, Mike, you could go out, you know, from your house and kind of just head into the woods or wherever you got to go, walking or driving, however to get there, but get a plan in place. And then, you know, try to figure out your bug out location before this stuff happens, because, you know, there's certain things you're going to want to look for when you're bugging out. I mean, such as water, you know, you got to figure out shelter, how you're going to build shelter or use shelter. If you have a cave or whatever around you. And, you know, this is all stuff. I believe that people should plan ahead for. Um, I mean, a lot of people may not think the way we do, but I mean, anything could happen we don't know if it's going to be a government takeover we don't know if it's going to be a war natural disaster where you just can't survive in your city or wherever you are and you need to bug out to somewheres and you can figure out a way to survive even if it's only for a couple of days if it's a natural disaster or something like that but if you can find a way to get water food and shelter i mean those are your big things right there 
So pre-planning and finding those locations to me, I think is a very important thing. I have to agree with you. The plan is the most important part, but it's, it's not enough to just have a plan. You have to practice that plan. You know, it, it doesn't hurt a bit to have monthly drills or quarterly drills with your family executing that bug out plan because the more prepared you are, the less likely you are to make mistakes. Yep. And, you know, to me, it's funny because, you know, you used to see these preppers on TV and stuff. And I don't know if you guys did, but back then when it really was starting to hit the thing, you know, they're showing the preppers and stuff. A lot of people were thinking they were crazy for prepping because nothing was going to happen and this and that. But, you know, I'm looking at those prepper shows now and wishing I never laughed at them, if that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it, it's terrible because that's what they would do. They'd practice. They'd do all sorts of that stuff on the show. And really, I wish I would have paid attention more back then. And I might have learned something from watching those shows. Well, I tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, we all three just agreed that at some point we're going to have to bug out. And, and while I, I wholeheartedly agree in prepping, you know, if it comes that time to bug out, you can only carry so much with you. And to me, that's why our mission at U.S. Freedom Fighters is so important because I have the mindset the more knowledge you have, the less you have to carry. Oh, yeah. So, I know. Absolutely. So the more training we can offer people and the more we can help people, at U.S. Freedom Fighters to learn that knowledge, the easier it is to bug out. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and knowledge is a bartering tool. Uh, yes, sir. You're going to run across people that that uh, they're in a situation they don't know what they're going to do next. Well, you can impart your knowledge onto them uh, enough anyway to get them moving in the right direction. Absolutely agree. And, you know, there may be cases where, hey, let's face it, I'm in my 50s. You know, we don't know when this is going to happen. It may be at a time that, that my health is, isn't the greatest, but I have the knowledge and know-how in my mind that I can share with a younger person that I've grouped up with in our community to, to help the betterment of the community. Even So, you know, there's so many possibilities. Yeah, and, you know, you say that, and that when I – created u.s freedom fighters i wasn't quite sure where i wanted to go with it and now we've kind of got headed on the path and you both have been there pretty much from the beginning of u.s freedom fighters and you, you've seen how it's progressed and changed and everything else and we've changed our ways but you know that was that that was part of the big plan is that we're going to help people and i think we've really landed on a good thing here uh some people might not agree with us and that's all right. But I think if we're building a family here and I think that, you know, us training together and planning together and everything else, if, if shit does hit the fan, a group of people is going to help you. I mean, like we've always pushed, I might know how to fish. You might know how to hunt. We can share each other's knowledge or just like you were talking, Jerry, um, uh, 
the older generations that might have all this knowledge, well, they might not be able to go out and do it. So us younger people, and I'm not super young by any means, but you know, I'm good health and I'm in my thirties, so I can still move good, but we'll be able to help older people out. And to me, that's what we're designed to do as humans. I mean, we're here to help each other. Just like we were talking about last night's podcast, you know, what happened to neighbors? We don't have them anymore. I mean, you, people hardly know their neighbors. They don't help each other. Like when we were growing up, you, you both are a little older than I am, but I grew up on the same morals and stuff. So I think with us freedom fighters, that's what we're kind of doing. It's just like we've been saying all night, we're building a community and I really hope ends up turning out the way we want it to i i truly believe we're getting people in place to 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 make that happen i mean you know i've sold out to the to the mission and believe for u.s freedom fighters a long time ago and wholeheartedly support it and and we've had people come on like major general mike that jumped right in there with us and and I see a lot of more people coming in. Yes, we've had our ups and downs. But I tell you, you, you hit on it about the younger people. I dream to see the day when we have families join U.S. Freedom Fighters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the short time that I've been involved with, with this group, uh, you know, yeah, I've seen the, the turmoils we've had and uh, the growing pains, but I'm starting to see the group coming together and, and really starting to, uh, to respond to one another and, uh, and start spreading uh, training and, uh, and keeping everybody informed on what's happening. And this is all good things. I mean, it's, this is a great group, and and uh, I think it's it's growing in the direction that uh, that we'd like to see it grow. Uh, and you know, the training we can get here and teach one another. I mean, I've said it before, and if you had to go somewhere and have to pay to learn this, you couldn't afford it. Oh uh, yeah, no, absolutely. This, and we're this, offering it for free. Yes, exactly. And, you know, part of the training is being prepared to uh, bug out, to go somewhere and, and being able to meet up with, with uh, other members of the group somewhere along the line and, and form a community. Because uh, if, once, you, once you have to bug out, things get bad enough that you have to bug out, you're going to need to be able to come together as a community to be able to survive is, I mean, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. And, you know, with bugging out, I mean, there's things that need to be planned within that. I mean, bugging out is one big plan, you know, location such as that, but you also need to think about your, your bug out bag. Um, that's another thing we teach here on us freedom fighters is what you should, what you may want to pack in your bag. If you need to bug out. I mean, whether it's a one-day bag, three-day bag, or whatever you're making, it's a good idea to have some of these supplies in your bag in case we need to do that. And if the 10 of us show up on a place, a site, 
with all the same supplies, you know, that might not be good. So really we should probably, I'm just thinking this now, we should probably as a group, if figure out who we're bugging out with and build bags accordingly, because, you know, why would we need 10,000 of this and 10,000 of that when we could use, you know, other things. So that's not my just, I just thought of. So I'm thinking maybe we should move forward on that maybe a little bit, but again, I mean, if you're just going to bug out with your family and you think you're going to be with your family for say a week and then you're going to move into the group, you might still want some of those other supplies. So, I mean, there's a toss up there, but within us freedom fighters, we look at all the possibilities and we're trying to add them all together and we grow every day and I can't take credit for any of this personally. I started it, but it's a group effort. We're a family. We all work together. I never take credit on anything. None of us do. And that's one thing I love about our U.S. Freedom Fighters family. Well, that's, you said it right there. That's what it's all about, family. And, and you know, I'm not going to lie. When people ask me about U.S. Freedom Fighters, I tell them it's a great group that's built on uh, the cornerstone of unity, strength, freedom, and family. And that, that says it all because we are one big family and we all want to see each other succeed. And, and it shows in the efforts of our leadership. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's, uh, it's the whole gist of it is uh, we can play off of each other's strengths. Uh, some people are going to have more knowledge in, in, in one thing and, and somebody else will have it in another. And if you, going back to the bug out, if you carry in your bug out the essentials you need to survive to the point from when you leave to when you meet up, uh, plus carry the knowledge that you've got with you and the supplies you need for that knowledge. When you meet up with other people, they're going to have different supplies, different knowledge, that type of thing. So you're going to have to have the basic bug out materials. Plus, you're going to have to carry stuff that, uh, that you know, is your interest, your, your strengths. Uh, if it's fishing, if it's hunting, uh, if it's farming, uh, whatever it is, you carry those supplies with you. Well, yep, you know, nope. great points. This is a, a a good reason for what President Brad mentioned earlier of plan. You know, if we have those bug out locations planned ahead of time, then, you know, we can stash things accordingly and lighten our loads when we do have to bug out. So yes. that's why I say plan is, is a the number one tool. You know, if we know where we're going and how we're going to get there, then we can we can take care, do things, take care of ourselves along the way. Oh yeah. we can put caches anywhere. I mean, you can bury stuff. You can hide it in a tree trunk. I mean, wherever. Absolutely. Then it might be simple stuff. I mean, it could be just a, you know, a book of matches for Christ's sakes, but that book of matches might light you, you know, 10 fires. That's food. That's heat. That's everything right there. Absolutely. And with the membership you got, and if we can keep it growing, uh, our members, if we know where we're going, where we're going to meet up, and you kind of know how you're going to get there, what route you're taking, 
members that are along that route can leave caches for you to stop and pick up to help resupply you along the way. Yep. Absolutely. Or, or even if you know, like a group, you know, you guys plan in your state or your region, however you want to do it. I mean, different people might, you know, check out different locations and maybe get a map together and, you know, as a group, get a map together and be like, look, there's water here. So that may be a good place for you guys to go. Or, you know, there's food, good food supplies over here or this or that. So, I mean, that's all part of the plan. You know, everybody works together because, you know, I can cover so much ground in a certain amount of time, you know, but you get 30, 40, 50 people, if not more, covering different grounds, you're going to cover a lot more ground. You're going to know a lot more what the resources are out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And that this is another one of the great things about U.S. Freedom Fighters. And, you know, not only do we offer online training, we highly encourage in-person training and meetups for the purpose of getting to know each other so that you can comfortably do these type of events and type activities together to help the betterment of all. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things that kind of got me into, uh, land navigation, uh, and reading the map and the topo map and, and, uh, coordinates and things like that. Uh, you can stash something out in the wilderness, uh, and write down those coordinates and you can pass those coordinates on to everybody that would have to maybe come along that direction and run into that cache. They have the coordinates where that's at. That's part of the training that, that we can offer everybody is how to read a map, you know, uh, how to get a map and, and, you know, plot a course and that type of thing, which is one of the things I'm trying to, trying to do now in some of my classes. Uh, you know, these are all tools that can help us survive. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely there. And, you know, you just, you know, just like you were just saying, you're working on some land navigation things. You know, Jerry, I know in previous podcasts and some videos, he's working on how to collect water. Me, I've been working on, you know, trapping animals for fur. So, I mean, fur is a big one. A lot of people kind of overlook that kind of stuff. But fur, fishing, and stuff like that, I've done. But it just shows right here within this podcast, all three of us have different interests. And, you know, land navigation to me is a hard one because I, I mean, I'm good at, you know, I hunt, I, so I'm out in the woods a lot. So <laughs> navigation is fairly good with me, but, you know, to use a compass and stuff, that's something I lack in. And Mike, you might have the knowledge to run, you know, look at topographicals and run a compass and all that stuff more than I do. So, I mean, it just shows right here in this podcast that everybody knows a little bit different stuff so that's part of why i and we have worked so hard to create this group and grow this group is because i don't know about you guys i know i've learned a lot from this group already Absolutely. Oh, definitely definitely that's one of the the things i love about being over the training is because i get to see a lot of it and it gives me the opportunity to learn more than I teach, actually. 
Yeah. And, you know, I've learned more from this group than I've taught from this group. I mean, plain and simple, I really have. And, I mean, that just says it. I'm the founder of the group, and I've learned more than I've taught. I mean, that's why the group is the way it is. That's what makes the group strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know in in some of the trainings that we've even had on U.S. Freedom Fighters, I've had people come back to me and tell me, say, you know, I thought I was pretty proficient in this, but I learned a lot in this training. That, to me, that that's the greatest word that I can hear. I mean, to know that we help somebody. Uh, and, you know, I've never been a people person i've said that to all of you guys me being on a podcast blows my mind honestly i've gone out of my realm in a long way out of my realm just talking to people and you know i've met some of the greatest people in this group and the compliments i've gotten have blown my mind and it is one of the best feelings in the world to be honest with you because you truly feel like you're helping somebody Absolutely. I mean, to me, that's the driving force. I, I feel like I speak for every one of our leaders when I say this. We don't do it for the glory. We do it because we want to see people do better and help people. And, and we do it from the heart. And that it shows in the passion of each one of our leaders. I agree yep. with that. You're really, I mean, like... I can sit here. I, I never knew you guys last year. You know, well, I knew you in 2021, but I didn't know you in 2020. I didn't know any of you guys, you, Jerry, or Mike, or anybody in this group. And I can sit here honestly and say, you guys are family to me. You're my brothers. And to I never expected that out of this group. I, I hoped for it, but I never expected it. And I just want to say right here in front of everybody, that's listening that I really appreciate you guys and thank you for helping me grow this group. It means the world to me. Well, well I, I want to say thank you, Brad, for starting this group. Absolutely. Well, if you, if you want to give us a place to come together, none of this would have ever happen. And I truly believe that, that great, things are in store for us freedom fighters and our families and, and i tell you if if anybody questions whether that themselves or their family could survive in any situation if they say no or even hesitate had to think about saying yes then us freedom fighters ought to become home and family to them also absolutely and, you know, we've had a hard time recruiting people because people are so gung-ho and they're looking for war and everything else. And we've seen it here on U.S. Freedom Fighters. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I my grandfather was in World War II. And, you know, I heard very little of what he saw in World War II. And I would never wish war on anybody. It, it just, it's too much. I mean, the human brain is not designed to do stuff like that. I mean, you're taking other men's lives. You're seeing shit you shouldn't see. And excuse my language, but 
I just feel like that's the wrong path to take in this. Yeah, conflict only breeds more conflict, in my humble opinion. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I think war I'm, war is the last resort. Yep. Absolutely. I, that's what I was trying to say. I by no means are saying that I'm. We should be a doormat to anybody. Um, I'll, I'll always stand for what I believe in, but violence will always be my last resort. Also. Yep. No, and that that's how I feel about it. I mean, you know, growing up, one thing I always wanted to do was join the military of some sort. And I had some bumps in the road where I wasn't able to do it. And I always kicked myself in the butt about it. And But then I see people, so I have cousins and friends, you know, that went over to Afghanistan and Iraq and all these places. And, you know, they come back and they're just not right. I mean, I really hate to say it. I love them to death, but they're just not right. There's just some stuff off about them because they've seen shit and stuff like that. And I just don't wish that on anybody. And I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I really wish I could have served. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I just out in the United States. There's so many people within the United States that are just not going to be able to handle it. And I don't even know if I can handle it. It's just a lot. Um, but I also believe in, you know, we need to defend ourselves. So if it comes down to that, I will gladly grab a gun and do what I need to do to protect the United States of America. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, we uh, were real big on the prepping and uh, surviving, uh, you know, being able to uh, fend for ourselves, not depend on the government. These are all very good things. But it, if if we do get to the point where we've got to bug out, some point after that, we are going to have to defend ourselves. Oh, yeah. So no, people, sure. people can't Absolutely. completely put that out of their mind. But uh, you've got to be prepared mentally for it. Uh, like the old boy told me in some training I've had that uh, the uh, body can't go where the mind's never been. You've yep. got to think about this stuff and be prepared for it, but hope that you never have to do it. Right. You, you, you bring up two good points. If you, if you prep and stockpile, but can't defend your stockpile, you're going to be bugging out a lot quicker than you want to. I guarantee you. Because if you even have the chance to bug out, absolutely. I mean, you could, get, you could get killed in the process. I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, Jerry, but, you know, I had a quick thought. People are going to panic when this stuff happens. And Absolutely. people are going to go to guns and they're going to go to violence and they're going to go to all sorts of stuff. So you're definitely going to have to defend yourself, your family, your friends, and your stockpiles because otherwise they're coming for them. Plain and simple. You you both are, are headed straight into a a title or a topic for a future podcast that I've been thinking about a survivalist state of mind. Yes. Yeah. That's, that sounds really nice. Yep. 
it, it's not just about you know having all the pretty tools and all the supplies you've got to have that survivalist mindset because there's going to be times you've got to make those hard decisions and that's i think that's something that is often overlooked in the survivalist prepping world so that's uh i'm looking forward to us having a future podcast on that topic yeah no it sounds great um i'll touch on it just a tiny bit if you don't mind jerry i had a little thought i wanted to add in um you know and with the u.s freedom fighters we talk in groups and stuff like that um we have within u.s freedom fighters which is still a big work in progress but we have a security part in within u.s freedom fighters and the goal with the security part is that they're going to be more the technical trained military style group within u.s freedom fighters so if you know older people or something that can't really pick up the gun and shoot or just really mindset they can't do it we're hoping that within u.s freedom fighters when we get the security force in going a little better um when we do meet up we'll have those people to do that grunt work so you don't have to and that's a hope we're going for whether it pans out or not i don't know but i just wanted to touch on that while we were talking about this because, I mean, there's going to be times anybody might need to pick up a gun and defend themselves, but we might be able to create a line of defense before that happens. Well, you brought up a, a good point. You know, the, uh, the security force will be heavily involved in helping us train some of the self-defense tactics and perimeter setup and type stuff training also. So, so the security force is a very big part u.s freedom fighters in my mind oh no absolutely and you know that's changed a couple different ways from the beginning of u.s freedom fighters you know in the beginning we were targeting a little bit more toward the politics side you know doing protests and doing some other things calling our senators and all that kind of stuff but we've really evolved into something completely different since the beginning of u.s freedom fighters and but the security force has always been thought within u.s freedom fighters but that's also changed and i really think we got some good people in our security force and i think we got some great people in u.s freedom fighters so i really think we'll be able to pull it off i agree with you 100 percent. yep yep and jerry you you hit a good point too and something for another podcast i'm sure but i just want to get my thought out here uh the mindset you know, like for myself right now, my mindset is, you know, yeah, I'm prepping this, that, and the other. But when I meet people, when I talk to people, I meet them as a friend. Uh, you know, I give everybody a chance to uh, show me who they are. And uh, this is the way I've lived all my life. But uh, at some point, they'll have to become a shift that when you meet people, you doubt them. You don't necessarily, you know, you know, pull a gun out right away, but you, you doubt them and you, you, uh, you make them prove themselves quicker than you normally would now. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I have to agree with you 100% on that, Mike, because uh, that's something I've thought about. You know, I, I've always had a hard time trusting people. 
And, you know, this group's actually changed that a lot because I've met some very good people. Um, problem is my life before was, you know, I went through some stuff. So trust was a hard thing for me. This group's taught me to trust again in big ways. And, you know, just like you were saying, I'm to the point in my life that I'm giving everybody a chance, but they need to prove themselves and prove themselves fairly quick. To me, people always have intentions in any situation. You just got to figure that, figure out those intentions as fast as you can. You know, I've met some people that I thought were great in the beginning and they really turned out to be scumbags. So, you know, I'm fairly decent at reading people, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen when she has fans. So trust is going to be a very hard thing. That's also part of what I was thinking with U.S. Freedom Fighters. You know, we're building trust here. Like, I trust you guys more than I trust a lot of people. And I've never met you face to face. I would love to, and I hope we do soon. But I trust you guys. I've talked to you. I've built trust with you guys. Absolutely, and that's why, you know, that that it is so important that, to the leadership that we see our members active because we know the more active they are, we know what's happening in the background. That trust is being built, that familiarity is being built, that comfort's being built. That, that That's all foundation to unity. Yeah, and you know, you bring up a good point there, you know, within our group, I mean, We've had some bad apples in here. I mean, I'm sure you guys will agree with me. Yep. But, you know, some of them took time to show themselves, really. They were very good. They wore a very good mask, basically. And then with time, they freaking changed. And, you know, that's another great part. You know, if people were to join us now, they're going to have time to build trust with people and who they can trust. Even if it's over, you know, the internet or however we're doing it, they can still build a little bit of trust with people. So that's going to make bugging out a lot easier when you're bugging out with people you trust. Absolutely. Well, the thing about it is, you know, when this U.S. Freedom Fighters being a a nationwide thing, you know, uh, me, for example, I have to go on trips for work or we all usually take a vacation you know, one of my last trips, I put a shout out to see who all was in the different states that I'd be passing through and see if anybody had time to meet up, you know. So I would have never got the opportunity to meet those people if I hadn't met them here in the group to begin with. Yeah. But then I, because of that, I got to meet them in person and met some great folks. Yep. And, you know, like, I, I haven't met you personally, either one of you personally yet. And, you know, Jerry... We talk almost every day. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we have a good friendship. We have a good brother. We're brothers. I mean, to me, you're my brother. Absolutely. And we've also learned that we're a lot alike, which is scary sometimes, but. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, right, guys, uh, I think we, uh, we're going to wind this podcast down if unless y'all have something else you want to add before we part ways tonight. No, I I just want to 
want to say uh, that I really do appreciate both you. Uh, you know, allowed me to come into your group, become members of your family. And uh, it has been a, an honor for me to do either. And uh, I really do appreciate it. I, I appreciate uh, U.S. Freedom Fighters. And, uh, you know, I'll do everything I can to help further this group along. And I strongly believe that. You've, uh, you've, you've helped us in a lot of ways, Mike, and I really appreciate it. Same with you, Jerry. I mean, I appreciate both of you. They, like, you don't even believe. You know, I, I, I have to agree with both of y'all completely. And, and I'll tell you, folks, if, if you're sitting on the line about joining a group to help you grow, if these last few minutes of this podcast, the unity, the brotherhood, if that don't sway you, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. But if you want a place to prepare, prep, learn to survive, meet great people, and feel like you belong in part of a family, U.S. Freedom Fighters is a place to do that. And we will welcome you with arms wide open. And with that, we appreciate y'all choosing to listen to another U.S. Elf Freedom Fighters podcast. Thanks. Have a good evening.